God is doing something in this place. Amen. You can feel the spirit moving in this place. There's a sweet spirit, and it is the spirit of the Lord. God has been better. I guess I'll talk about me. He's been better to me <laughs> uh, than I've been to myself. And if I just extrapolate that for somebody, he's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Amen. Amen. And where, where God is moving, I, I, we're going to have to be able to and be willing to surrender all. And I know that it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, all means all. The height, the depth, the width, the length, the, it's everything. Because the Bible says that if we don't abide in him and he don't abide in us, we can't do anything. Amen? Amen. I, I'm excited, so I'm trying to calm down a little bit and just get out of the way. Um, there's a word for somebody, amen, and I'll just say it right from the beginning, that this word may not be for everybody, amen. And even while I say it, I know it is. The problem is that sometimes we don't receive it because we think that it's not for us. And I just pray, and even now, before I go to God in prayer, that we would just be open and available. Because I believe this is a rhema word. That means it's specific for a targeted individual or a group of people, and I believe that's what God has for us right now. So if I can just get out of the way, if you would just indulge me, I just want to pray and settle myself down and just get to where we're going, amen. If you're praying with me, amen, so let's pray for me and pray for us, amen. Father, even now, Jesus, God, not for show, for form, or for fashion, God, not to, God, waste your time. God, just, God, there's so much need God, we can't make it without you. God, we come, God, seeking your face. God, God, you're here. So now, God, let your glory, your your Shekinah glory, let let it fall fresh. Let it weigh upon us. God, let this word go forth and hit its target. God, the preaching of the gospel is to some foolishness, but unto those who are saved. It's the power of God. Oh, God, let now the words of my heart and the meditations of my my mouth prove to be acceptable, God. You are our strength and our redeemer. God, hide me behind the cross. Remove the distraction. Whisper in our ear. Fillet our hearts. Take us by the hand. Order our steps. God, we need you like God, don't let us leave this place after being in your presence, don't let us leave the same way we came. Hover. Let your spirit just hover all over us, God. Uh, even now, in Jesus' name. Uh, let your heart say amen. 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 We've been moving with, uh, we're on the move with Mark. Amen. And, um, you know, Mark moves, the scenes move pretty quickly one to another. Um, and I'm just excited because it doesn't take long to be strong, but we got to be able to sit with the word, amen. When Mary and Martha, when Jesus was visiting their home uh, and he went in, the Bible says that Martha was really, really busy. Out of her love and adoration for the Lord, she was busy trying to do and trying to, but Jesus was in the house. 
And the Bible says that Mary sat at his feet and was ready for the word that was coming forth. So I, I don't know what is going to be happening after church. I don't know what's in about 45 minutes, 30 minutes. Give me 20. But I don't know what's happening after. But as for right now, just be at his feet. Amen? Amen. So we were on the move with Mark. Felita, have you ever been broken? Have you ever been in a space where life pressed down so much that you were exhausted? That you were tired doing the same thing over and over again. Somebody told me you was going around that same mountain over and over again. It seemed like you, you can't even make a step towards getting to the top. And as a result, you were exhausted and, and you were broken. Have you ever had some things broken in your life? Broken marriage. Sit with broken relationships. Broken families. Families that used to gather all the time and used to have a feast around the holidays and it was just the right thing. There was an epicenter. It was grandma and them and mom and them and everybody would gather. But something happened. And now you don't even call each other. Broken. Somebody promised you something. They didn't keep their word. And you bitter, broken. You were excited to come to church. But somebody in the church hurt you, and now you church hurt, and now you don't want to go to that church. Matter of fact, you're not going to anybody's church. You're just broken. A broken spirit, a broken heart. Broken. To be surrendered. To be like, you know what? I'm not going to resist anymore. God, look, I tried to do it my way. I tried to, to, to keep making a plan and follow the plan and stick to the plan. And every time I stuck to the plan, it always led to the same thing. Disappointment, disregard, disrespect. So God, I'm going to give it to you now. And maybe, look, maybe you hear you think, well, I, that's not me. You know, some people can't get broken until they hit bottom. And I stop by to tell somebody, you don't have to wait to the bottom. You can be broken right now. God says that he can't use us until we have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Somebody's been shattered. Like, like, like I know this is a preaching moment, but it's also a time for, like, examination. To reflect and review and to think about life. That some of us have been broken and we have been shattered. Our life are in pieces. In fact, the, the peace that we bring to, to church is the peace that we want people to see. The broken peace, we leave it at home. God says, I need everything. If we're going to put it back together, God says, come before me in your whole self. He know anyway. Romans 3.23, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory. So I stop by to tell somebody, we all broken in this joint. We all got some flaws. We all got some issues. 
When we're broken, and we're going to get where we're going, we're just going to take our time. No, it's, it's, it, and by the way, 11 o'clock, I love the 9, I love the 11. We're not competing. It's, it is what it is. But there is a, like, let's go spirit in this place. Right here? Not here. It's tight. Come on, man. All you need is what you got, and all you got. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So with that, maybe you're here and you've been severed. You've been, you've been separated from the one that you love. And it's broken you. You're not a place where you can go and wrap your arms around grandma and them and wrap your arms around mama. Sometimes all you needed was that hug from mama. But mama gone. Broken. Some good news, Psalm 34, 18. The Lord, our God, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Shantice, if you just leave, he is so close. Like, like, I know sometimes he feels like he's so far away. But when we're in our brokenness, when we are brokenhearted, when we are not knowing, like, will this pain ever end, he is so close. In his word, he says, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. If you are broken, there's a freedom, Jeff, that comes with being broken. Because when you are broken, you are wide open and vulnerable. You don't care about your reputation. You don't care what people say. You don't care what the next thing. You are broken. So you are already in a position where you just want to hear from heaven. So you can come in and wave your hands. It don't matter what people think because you're broken anyway. But it's when we're trying to impress, trying to hold it all together. Trying to bring that part only that people can see going back home to the stuff that's falling apart. God says, be broken. That's, there's power and freedom in being broken. All right, here, here's what I When you're broken, it matters what you believe. It matters, Brandon. It matters. Because based upon what you believe when you're broken and you're hurting and life is not making sense, do you believe the report of the Lord? Because based upon what you believe, it will impact what you bring. We're going to get to the text. If you believe where you are is not where you're going to be, you can bring your best. If you are broken, it matters what you believe because what you believe will impact what you bring because then you can bring your best. And by the way, your best is not a jar of ordinard or spagnard or perfume. Your best is you. When you're broken and when you're in a position where you can't do anything but believe in the Almighty God, sometimes... You know, to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart is get to a place where you've tried everything until all you can do is look up unto God and say, God, you got me. And when you get to that place, you can't help but bring your best. And when you bring your best, you're going to be blessed. 
For that reason is why I want to talk about today from brokenness to blessedness. From brokenness to blessedness. In Luke 7, uh, oh, by the way, I know we're on the move with Mark, but we did a detour. (laughs) And we're going to go hang out with Dr. Luke. Luke 7, if you have your Bibles. And in Luke 7, starting at verse, actually, I know I have 36 through 50, but we're going to break it up. I want somebody to know when you're broken, you got to get at his feet. You know, sometimes it doesn't make sense to be trying to be profound. Just, just the text. When you are broken and when you are in a place of humble submission and I surrender all, you don't mind getting at the feet of Jesus. Before 37, the Bible says it was verse 36 that Jesus had accepted an invitation from a Pharisee who used to have leprosy. Now, wait. Lepers used to have to stay on the outskirts of town and just uh, unclean, unclean. When anybody passed by because they had leprosy, they didn't want to get anybody infected. But here's Jesus. And by the way, they say he used to have leprosy. That's for somebody who's going through something, who's thinking that you're broken and can't be fixed. Somebody who thinks that what you're dealing with, God can't fix it. The man had leprosy. And he was a Pharisee. You might get that when you get home. So... Jesus accepted the invitation to go to this leper's house. And while he was there, the Bible says, a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there. And she brought her very best. This broken, immoral, flawed woman heard that Jesus was in the house. And she brought her very best. It was perfume, it was ointment, it was something that she brought that was very expensive. And then the Bible said, then she knelt behind him at his feet. Mark 14 says that uh, the woman with the alabaster box poured the ointment on his head. And the only way I can make a connection to Sean is because the ointment runs down, down the Aaron's beard and down his skirt, down to his feet. So I'm okay if he, 14 and Mark poured it on the head and here in Luke poured it on his feet. But the point is, she brought her best. And because she brought her best, even though she was flawed and people were indignant. Can I just drop this right here? Jesus, sometimes we have to be careful. It was the church folks that was indignant with this flawed woman. It was the church folks that had a problem with her coming and bringing her best. So, Mark, what am I saying? I'm saying sometimes we need to take a look at who's really broken. We got people who come from all over the community, all over the city, all over programs, and everybody's going through something. We can't be turning up our nose to people because they're going through a program, going through some stuff, but yet we talk about them talking about how dare they, how dare he, how dare she. Who are the broken ones? They were indignant that this woman came and used her oil, and she was not intimidated even though she was insulted. If you got your Bibles, in John chapter 5, Jesus had entered into Jerusalem for a Jewish festival. 
And the Bible says that he, had, he, was, he went to a place near the sheep gate, John 5, at the very beginning. That there was a sheep gate right there. And at the sheep gate, there was a pool called Bethesda. And the pool of Bethesda, it was some, maybe like they had five porches. It maybe had a bottom porch, but five layers of porches. And there were tons of people who came to this place, lame, sick, palsy, just all kind of problems. And they all came to the pool of Bethesda because there was a certain time in the year an angel would come down and trouble the water. And the one that got in first, whatever their infirmity was, it would get healed. And John chapter 5, Jesus shows up, Colette, and there was a man there for 38 years. Huh? I'll come back to the 38. Listen, there are times, there are times we can be near and at the blessing and still remain broken because we won't pick up our bed. We could be at the blessing for years and stay broken because we won't pick up our bed and walk. We won't pick up our bed of affliction. We won't pick up our bed of bitterness. We won't pick up our bed of unforgiveness. We won't pick up our bed and just walk beyond. We walk by faith and not by sight. For 38 years, this man was here. And Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be made whole? Because he was broken, incomplete, flawed, lame, spiritually and physically. The question is, do you want to be made whole? Because if so, he can take you from brokenness to blessedness. But it's based upon what you believe about the God that you serve. Because if you believe him, you'll bring your best. And when you bring your best, you'll be blessed. Jesus told the man, pick up your bed and walk. He said, but I don't have anybody to help me in whenever they trouble the water, you know, my condition. That's not what he's asking us. Right here? Right, now. right here? Right now. Whatever it is, the, whatever the broken part of our lives, whatever has been there for years, God is saying that we got to do something about it. We can pray about it, have faith about it, but every once in a while, we got to do something. He said, pick up your bed and move. What do I mean, pick up your bed? I'm saying at some point you got to trust God and do something different. At some point you can't keep walking around the same mountain over and over again. There's a mountaintop experience waiting for you. No more shackles. No more pain. No more chains. All right. So if we are broken... The exhortation this morning, soon this afternoon, is to get at his feet. Even if you're flawed. Matter of fact, the best way when there's power to recognize. You know what? I, I got to finish my sentence. There's power to recognize when you've been broken. The issue is, is, is when you've been broken or you're lost. It's worse if you're broken or you're lost and don't know you're broken or you're lost. 
that you think that I got it all together, that I don't need any of this stuff. Matter of fact, what I'm doing is all I need. And God is saying, listen, the only thing that can make you whole is a loving relationship, up and down relationship, persecuted relationship, a, a, a relationship where he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Don't mean it's not going to be easy. We're going to be broken. But there's only one man, the son of man, who can put us back together again. He can do it, amen? All right, so let's go. So when we're broken, and I talked about Luke, but look what he says. In Luke chapter 5, let's go, if you have your Bible, verse 27. In Luke 5, 27, Jesus calls Levi. Levi is a tax collector. And he's at his post. And when Jesus says to Levi, follow me, Levi leaves everything and follows Jesus. He, he leaves everything because he believed that that was his Lord. And he followed him. I'm not saying quit your job, but I'm saying bring your best self and follow him. When, when Levi followed him, he invited Jesus to be the guest of honor in his home and to eat with them. He was a tax collector, a, a publican. They had a horrible reputation. They were always skimming money off the top. They were thieves primarily. But Jesus called this flawed man and said, follow me. And then they hosted him into in Levi's home. And the Bible says there were other tax collectors there. Then the Bible says that uh, the Pharisees, church folk, came to the disciples, Deshaun, and said, mm, excuse me, why are y'all eating with tax collectors and publicans and sinners? And if you read the NLT, he called them what? Scum. Then he gets here. He says, Jesus answered them and said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know, oh, Jesus, those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Broken, battered, bruised, beaten down a little bit. And no, I can't make it without Jesus. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. If it had not been for the Lord on my side. Randy, when you come into the truth, the truth shall make you free. Come on, man. So at some point, we have to recognize our brokenness if we want to get over to blessedness. And in that, Jesus said, I came for the broken, the least, the lost, the left behind, those who are forgotten about. That's all of us. That's all of us. None is righteous. No, not one. He came for us. He came for me. And once I know the truth, how can I not believe on him and bring him my best? Because if I bring him my best, I'm going to be blessed. Then, broken, 
So he got at his feet. Believe and give him your best. Luke 7, 38. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet. And she wiped them with the hair of her head. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. I'm just talking about bringing our best. I'm talking about knowing that we're broken. Closing the closet at home, not the physical closet, but the space that we spend time with God. Close the door. In our brokenness, weep, cry out. How long did this woman have to cry before she could have a pool of tears of joy to wipe her Savior's feet, to clean them off from his journey? Typically, when, when people uh, was on a journey and they entered her home, the customary thing to do was to give them a basin of water to wash their feet. Good culture was to also then give them a towel to dry off their feet. Most times that a guest entered the home, they actually call that, they would, give them, they would greet them with a kiss. Oftentimes, they would give them a little olive oil so they can freshen up, anoint their heads a little bit. They didn't do any of that. But this woman, broken. Believing, bringing her best. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how hard it was for her to get it, but she brought it. What do you bring? Sunday after Sunday. All he wants is our best. What is our best? I beseech you, brother, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What he wants more than anything is not a jar of perfume. He wants you. He wants the broken, the broken, shattered, in pieces, you and me. And when he gets that, blessings is on the way. This was a woman, not only a flaw, but woman of faith. Without faith, help me somebody. This is the word, church. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Watch this word that's going to be familiar. Because they that come unto God must believe. That he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. We got to believe that he understands. He understands. Listen, um, this woman gave the very best that she had. Broken, but she got at his feet. Believe, she brought her best. Nathan is so instrumental with David and Bathsheba. David is a perfect example, one of two ways. Either he didn't see that he was broken and lost, or he saw it and just didn't want to see it. 
David knew that Bathsheba was married when he had adultery. He knew that she was married and then he killed the husband. He lied. He knew it. But when everything was good, he was the king. Everything was good. But Nathan came along, told him a story. And said, hey, uh, man, let me tell you a story. It's this, that, and the other. And it wasn't that good. Somebody made a bad decision. David was like, really? Nathan said, that's you, David. And David received it. Psalm 51, if you just read Psalm 51, it'll set your soul on fire. If you broken, read Psalm 51. I'm just going to do a little excerpt, and I'm going to jump in right here. When we present ourselves, David said, God, you don't desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and a repentant heart, O God. That's what he wants. All right, we're going to round the corner. If we accept the fact that we're broken, but we believe and we bring our best, we're going to be blessed. Can I just say this? And we're going to go home. This woman, you don't get to that space and place and you do all of that not knowing and understanding that, 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 that you are forgiven and that you are a child of God and that you believe. In fact, I think it's Matthew, uh, the, the different version, Matthew 26, verse 8. It says that they thought that she was, the thing she was doing was a waste. It's like, man, why is she using it? We could give it to the poor, all that. Jesus said, leave her alone. This woman is preparing my body for burial. You do know when Mary and, and Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, they went to the graveyard to with ointment to, to anoint him, and he was not there. So they didn't use what they had. But this woman, as Jesus is preparing to go to her, she anoints him for his burial. This woman came, God used her, and she didn't come seeking forgiveness. I believe she believed that she was forgiven. What she did want and what most of us want in our brokenness is peace. We plead the blood. We know we've said the word. We believe it all in our hearts. But we haven't had the opportunity to just let it go and surrender and be broken and let God give us peace. This woman came. Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man? That he goes around forgiving sins. And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go look at a blessing in peace. I'm just saying to someone who understand your faith, you know that God has forgiven you broken. You know he's put you back together. You know if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be here right now. But there's still the thought of what you used to be, the thing you used to do. Give yourself, accept the peace that God has come to give. And walk in the newness of life. Look what God, look what Jesus did. Jesus acknowledged her. He said, as often as this is preached, y'all going to know about who she is. I think that's Mark 14. He appreciated her because he was, she was like anointing him for his burial. She atoned her. 
Atonement is the forgiveness, it's at one meant. She was atoned because she believed. Ah, wait, she was broken. Somebody help me. She believed and she brought her best. And now she is. All right. All right, so, and we're right, from brokenness to blessedness, from broken to fix, from death to life, from darkness to light, from crooked to straight, bottom to the top, from the crucifixion to the resurrection. So if you hear broken, It's not for me. Listen to God. In the text, she got at his feet. Because it's at his feet, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like at the altar. At the altar is like at the cross. Jesus is no longer on the, on the cross. He lives in the believer. But sometimes we can come humbly and boldly before the throne of grace at home and in corporate worship. If you're here today and you desire, you're broken, bring your best to him and be blessed. He deserves our best. He deserves it. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. He deserves it. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and bless is the man and the woman that believes and trusts in him. Pick up your bed. Pick up your mat. Take a step. Walk by faith. If you desire to come up to the altar and go to the feet of the throne of grace, it's open. We're going to ask that our praise team, that they would come and minister to us. But we're going to give some period of time. If you desire, you are not obligated, but just be obedient. If you're obligated and obedient, I guarantee you there'll be overflow. You'll get that when you get home. Amen? Amen. The altar is open. Amen?